Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Middle East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. If there is one thing that Israelis and Palestinians agree on and religiously adhere to, it's Albert Einstein's definition of insanity as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Israelis have long believed that overwhelming force, collective punishment, denial of rights, rejection of identity, humiliation, and a devastating Egyptian-supported 15-year-long blockade of the Gaza Strip would persuade Palestinians to surrender their national aspirations, accept a rewriting of history, and settle for Israeli control in exchange for economic opportunity. Israeli officials hailed the decision by Hamas, the Islamists who control Gaza, not to become militarily involved in this month's fight with Islamic Jihad, a militant Palestinian organization based in the Strip, even though it provided moral, political, and logistical support to the group as evidence that the government's strategy was working. However, there is little reason to assume that Hamas has suddenly changed its leopard spots and surrendered the principle of armed struggle. On the contrary, it is more likely that Hamas wants to decide on the timing rather than let Islamic Jihad or Israel drag it into a conflict at a moment that suits their agenda. The Israeli military said this week that it had sealed an attack tunnel Hamas dug from northern Gaza into Israel. It noted that an underground defensive barrier Israel completed in December had blocked the tunnel. Defense Minister Benny Gantz asserted after the attacks on Gaza that for the past year, Israel has had a clear policy. On the one hand, a heavy hand against all violations of sovereignty and offensive and defensive efforts to prevent attacks on all fronts. On the other hand, a responsible civil and humanitarian policy, strengthening moderate forces over terrorist organizations. The fact is that Mr. Gantz's policy, a variation on Israel's longstanding approach to Palestinians, hasn't worked. More than seven decades since the establishment of the State of Israel, Palestinians continue to cling to their national identity and aspirations. The result is that Israel's future as a Jewish state and democracy may today be as threatened as it was in the early years when Arab armies were determined to wipe it off the map. Today's decreasing options for a solution to the century-old conflict between Israelis and Palestinians constitute the most serious existential threat facing Israel rather than Palestinian violence, despite the wounding earlier this week of eight people when a Palestinian gunman attacked a bus in East Jerusalem. To be sure, Israeli officials have linked the Gaza operation to stepped-up Israeli countering of Iran, widely viewed as the greatest threat to the existence of a Jewish state. Israel's increased focus on Iran comes at a time 
when the revival of the 2015 international agreement that curbed the Islamic Republic's nuclear program hangs in the balance. Islamic Jihad maintains close ties to the Islamic Republic. Ziad al the group's top leader, was in Tehran meeting Iranian officials when Israel began its three-day operation against Gaza on August 5. Islamic Jihad is an open tab in Iran. Islamic Jihad in Gaza is a violent Iranian proxy, Mr. Gantz said. He asserted that the group received tens of millions of dollars a year from Iran. With or without Iranian support, Palestinians have fared no better than Israelis by adhering to Mr. Einstein's definition. Palestinian violence in the 1970s and 1980s served its purpose by putting the Palestinian issue on the world's agenda. However, it has since contributed to taking it off the agenda of some Arab states like the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain that in recent years established diplomatic relations with Israel and downgraded the issue's importance to others like Saudi Arabia. Add to that a United States that has all but given up on pursuing peace between Palestinians and Israelis, with no one willing to seriously replace America as a mediator, albeit a flawed one. Palestinian Islamists continue to cling to the principle of armed resistance that primarily targets civilians in the illusion that violence will again succeed, or in the hope that violence will keep Palestinians in the international public eye. Meanwhile, despite making concessions, recognizing Israel's existence and abandoning the notion of armed struggle, moderates have failed to halt Israeli settlements and achieve a modicum of independence. It also has not prevented the hardening of Israeli public opinion and marginalization of the country's dovish left. Israel's attack on Gaza in a bid to deal a fatal blow to Islamic Jihad, a group that rejects a negotiated resolution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigades, a coalition of armed groups on the West Bank, serves as the latest affirmation of Mr. Einstein's definition of insanity. The attack and the Palestinian response have done nothing but widen the gap between Israelis and Palestinians, entrenching self-serving positions at a time of Israeli election maneuvering and mounting Palestinian frustration and lack of confidence in leadership. The international community, as does the Palestinian Authority that administers parts of the West Bank, cling to the notion of a Palestinian state alongside Israel in areas conquered by the Israelis during the 1967 Middle East War. Even if the presence of 670,000 Israeli settlers in 152 settlements in the territory as well as East Jerusalem makes partition extremely difficult, if not impossible. In the final analysis, the de facto removal of the two states option as a viable solution turns solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict by opting for one state for both Palestinians and Jews into an existential threat to Israeli democracy, 
if both groups do not enjoy equal rights or to the Jewish nature of the state if they do. In theory, the only other option would be a three-way solution involving some sort of federation, including Israelis, Palestinians, and Jordanians. But that may not go down well with Jordanians and could potentially aggravate the demographic threat to Israel. In sum, failure to implement a two-state solution when possible may have made a solution to the conflict more intractable and perpetuated cycles of violence that undermine Israel's social fabric and democracy. If there is one thing completely missing from the public agenda in Israel, it is the long-term view. Israel does not look ahead, not even by half a generation. There is not a single Israeli, not one, who knows where his country is headed, noted controversial Israeli columnist Gideon Levy. Mr. Levy could have said the same about Palestinians, who know what they want, have no idea how to get there, and true to Mr. Einstein, stick to strategies that at best are unproductive and at worst counterproductive. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Also, thank you to all who have demonstrated their appreciation for my column by becoming paid subscribers. This allows me to ensure that it continues to have maximum impact. Maintaining free distribution means that news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe can republish it. I launched my column 12 years ago. To borrow a phrase from an early proprietor of The Observer, it offers readers, listeners, and viewers the scoop of interpretation. If you are able and willing to support the column, please become a paid subscriber by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes.